Welcome to Season 7, Episode 6 of The Versatile Writer, the podcast that aims to provide help and support for like-minded writers. This week's episode looks at punctuation. This might be a strange topic for a podcast episode, but as far as I'm concerned, punctuation deserves its place in the sun, just like every other part of creative writing. And I particularly enjoy this topic. It fills me with a certain amount of excitement to know punctuation is being used at all, let alone being used badly or abused. I often hear writers, both new and experienced, talk about punctuation and how it's used, how it's left out, how some like to go overboard with it, and how others barely touch it. Some, not all, of this is down to not understanding how to make it work for you. Many moons ago, I remember learning now what I see as a very generalised creative writing lesson, and that was learning what metaphors and similes are, how sentences work and punctuation, but not really going into it so much that you're excited enough to want a career in it. That was probably something covered in a completely different school somewhere else. I've learned so much more after I left school than I did while I was there, although this is more about my development and maturity rather than anything else. I've talked about this at length in previous episodes of The Versatile Writer, but I do recall sitting in English being utterly bored by the monotonous tone of my teacher's voice and not being able to absorb much of what he was saying. Doesn't this scream how important it is to have a teacher who you find approachable and who adds fun to the lessons? For people like me, no fun in learning means no learning. We were meant to be reading Under Milk Wood by Dylan Thomas, individually and discuss it as a class. I knew a famous actor had narrated it, and I was aware of his deep Welsh voice, but there was nothing about the story that drew me in. It was Richard Burton, but that meant nothing to me other than the man with the deep voice. Thus, I had trouble understanding the story. Interestingly, it was included in my studies at university some 40 years later, it was only then that I learned that the name of the Welsh village, Larego, was bugger all in reverse. Had I known this at school, I think it would have added a level of humour that would have made the story accessible to my mind. It's a little sad as well that even the author had a level of humour by doing this that my school teacher had all but lost. During classes, each of us were meant to read out a portion of a chapter, and when it came to me, I was still learning how to read smoothly aloud from a book. Seeing a word, trying to pronounce it, getting it wrong, seeing punctuation, hearing your classmates laugh when you got it wrong, it was all a messy mixture for a heady case of anxiety. I'm not sure my teachers cared much about anxiety back then, or even knew what it was, but reading aloud was a particular process that my brain took several years to learn. Thankfully I've mastered it now, and my only issue is pacing myself so as not to speak so fast I trip over my words. When, at school, it came to the punctuation, I hesitated and tripped over the words in a hurry to get them all out and for the teacher to focus on the next student. Processing the words, the story, the dialogue, the characters and the punctuation was a lot. It's fair to say I didn't learn as quickly as other students my age, but I now know that was because I was a late developer. Nowadays, I see punctuation as a sort of code from the author to the reader. Through a combination of strokes and specifically placed dots, the reader knows where the author intended there to be a pause, a longer pause, a new breath, emphasis, effect, a change of topic, who's speaking, 
and a multitude of other assistants to help the reader get the most from the book. Incredible, isn't it? Generally, we know a full stop means a sentence has added. Also, that a comma provides a pause before the next word. Speech marks show where dialogue sits, and brackets or parentheses show something is meant to be known, but is set aside. Then you have the wonderful semicolon. I love this little member of the punctuation family, and it's so often ignored. It works hard when it's employed, by allowing you to pause long enough that a comma could be used, but also where a full stop could be used. You could argue that if that's its job, then why is it there at all, since it's doing the job of two other family members? To be honest, you can argue that all day, but I'd still keep it. Its close sibling, the colon, is used to provide a list afterwards. Question marks are used at the end of a sentence, while exclamation marks currently have a bad reputation. Many writers and publishers seem not to enjoy them much these days, and I've even read that not more than two exclamation marks ought to be used within an entire novel. This, of course, is ridiculous because there are so many variables. What if your novel is full of shocks and surprises? Do you type those marks all over the place, or do you just allow that level of shock and surprise to become the normal level to leave them out? The last one I'll cover here is the ellipsis, although, as you know, there are so many others. The ellipsis, though, is a magical little thing. With just three consecutive dots, this piece of punctuation manages to convey an amount of time. It may be used to separate lengths of time within a story or move from simultaneous situations happening to give the author space to write each of them. I saw them put to good use a couple of years ago in a novel. During a particularly tense situation in space, a group of people were attempting to defuse a bomb on a spaceship, while in another part of the ship, another group of people were trying to steer the ship away from an external object which would detonate the bomb. So the ellipses added the tension already created by action and dialogue. You can use the ellipses when you want to create that moment of not finishing the sentence because the subtext will do it more effectively. And there are those people who write emails and include half a dozen question marks or exclamation marks together. Before I go off on a rant, please, please, repeating them is not necessary. I realise they're used that way to emphasise anger or frustration or even in celebration. But to those of us who are sensitive to punctuation and respect its true job on the page, please use it economically. <laughs> Have you ever considered not using punctuation? I did this once for effect. In one of my novels, I wrote about a teenager who was in a situation not of her making and because of peer pressure, found herself in a potentially dangerous situation. To show her quickly rising anxiety, I had her talk for about half a page without any punctuation at all. This was to show her mind was racing and her fears growing, yet not wanting to show it did, of course, show everything. And for the three people around her, one saw her as vulnerable, so chose to exploit it. One saw her as vulnerable and chose to protect her. And the third was indifferent. But in that situation, it was an opportunity for each of those characters to show more of themselves. Occasionally, you might read a stream of consciousness from an author with, which has no punctuation whatsoever. I read a few books like this for university. Punctuation is there to be used to clarify meaning within your writing. However... Whether you use it or not, overuse it or underuse it, it's pretty much down to you as the writer. If you have a particularly good reason not to use it and it makes total sense to your writing, that's your choice. Go with it. I'd love to hear your thoughts behind punctuation and how you use it or don't use it. 
You can further this discussion on the Facebook page if you'd like. Either click the link in the show notes or run a Facebook search for the Versatile Writer Facebook group. It'll be good to see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Versatile Writer on the topic of punctuation. Until next time, bye for now.